Happy birthday, church. We've got a little blessing we want to start the service with. So would you stand with us and sing this before we ever get into a moment of worship. Let's sing this blessing. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping and rejoicing he is for you he is for you he is for you he is for you
that has taken the years of the locusts have eaten and restored each and every one of them. A God that chose to be a redeemer instead of seeking revenge. He is a good God. He is a loving God. He loves to love his children even before even while we were still enemies of his he loved us that is a love that is worth celebrating that is a love that soiled this earth with his blood and it was that love that led to blood that birthed this church and thousands of other places where people like you and I could seek refuge could learn and grow and be transformed by that love and return that love back to him church if you're not aware it is our 25th birthday as connect church it is a joy to celebrate that here with all of you and i was thinking about the number 25 um and i actually found in, in the bible in the old testament that 25 was the age young men had to be in the times of the Levites where they could finally enter the service of God. They could finally start working the temple, start doing his work. And it's funny to me because that seems like such a late age in life and we don't particularly have a milestone for 25 besides being like a quarter of a century, whatever that means. Um, but I think that there is something powerful by the time that you turn 25 as someone who is a little past that now. I think when you think of a lifespan of any entity, those teenage years, you start learning who you are. You go through a lot. There's lots of different emotions and you cycle through people and relationships. And by the time you start turning 25, there's a lot of studies that start talking about how you actually start solidifying your identity, who you are, the core of who you are being. And I look around this room after being here for, well, I was a child, I was two, uh, but after 25 years of technically being here, I feel that there is a very pure core that I'm witnessing us all be a part of. And it's not just because we're all doing such amazing things, it's because God has continued to prune and refine, put us through refiner's fires. And it is beautiful to see people partaking in that continual purification process. Not because it's so much fun to be in the fire, because it helps us to learn to love him more. But the other thing about 25 is that it comes, you might know this already, right after the number 24. Just like there are 24 hours in a day. And I don't know about you, but I could be using with a new day in life right now. The thing about the new days coming, that 25th hour dawning, is that it's right after the 24th hour, which can often be the darkest hour. I've been looking around our world, I've been talking to a lot of people in life lately, and it feels like people are been in their darkest hours. It might have been a darkest hour for a long time. It might be way longer than an hour. And it can be hard to remember that the 25th hour is coming. But it is. There is a 25th hour, a new day dawning. So churches, we are celebrating a new day, a new season, a new dawn for this church, solidified in the purity of the core that God has refined over these years. I want us to look forward to it with joy. I want us to celebrate the triumphs that are still to come. But I don't want to take another step in this service before we reflect and say, God, 
the reason that we are here at all is because of you. I wouldn't have made it to two, let alone to 25, without you. There's a lot of victories that have come, a lot of victories we can overlook and take for granted in 25 years. So today we're going to proclaim that our king is the victor, the wearer of the crown, the deserver of the praise for each and every victory we remember and may have forgotten, overlooked, taken for granted, and dismissed. And we're going to use that love, that devotion, that humility to continue purifying that core as we go through the rest of our celebration. Sound good? All right, y'all. Let's worship this together. We surrender to your will and to your way this morning. There is nothing we want that you do not, God. Purify our will and our way all the more. And we will lift our eyes. We won't fear the fight. There is one who's stronger. Hard pressed on each side. We will not lose sight of the one who's greater. One name, one name holds every victory. One voice that silences the enemy. One king who reigns for all eternity. Your power is revealed, giants fall defeated. We are taking ground, and walls are falling down, in the mighty name of Jesus. One name, one name for Silence is the enemy. 
death does not defy your name. Death does not defy your name, God. Father, I know personally how many times things that have a dying quality to them tried to tell me that that's what defines reality. And God, I thank you that you conquer everything, including that which whispers death. I thank you, Father, that you don't only come against it, but you have the ability to rejuvenate something and someone with life. God, I would have been counted as one of the ones that someone thought was not rejuvenatable. God, I would have been counted as not worthy of being put breath back into. That's me. It's not somebody else. It's me. So God, I thank you for looking at something that just would have put up the flag and said, just call me dead. And I thank you, Father, for saying no. I have life yet for you. I have light yet for you. I have breath left for you. I have a purpose yet for you. I have a hope yet for you. Yet, I have it for you. Thank you, God, that this room is filled with people who have understood the word yet. Father, so many of us have understood what it's like to be under, but thank you, Father, for today reminding us that we are over with you, God. That there is a, but will I praise thee, because you are saying, but there's still life in you yet. God, on birthdays, that's what we take account of. What has been the quality of our days. And so God, as I personally take account of the days of me in this house, me in this house, I thank you, Father, for the gift of purification. I thank you, God, for a call to holiness. I thank you for helping me to understand the deep things and for being able to talk about them to other people so that we may all grasp the best parts of you. And I thank you, Father, for life. Amen. 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 Happy birthday, church. Happy birthday. Even if this is one of your first times here, it's your birthday. Surprise! You know, I was, I was joking with God last night. I was like, okay, well, it's technically not your birthday because it's not December, even though that's not when your birthday is either. But that's when we celebrate your birthday. So it's not really your birthday. It's not my birthday. Whose birthday is it tomorrow? And he's like, you celebrate me and I celebrate you. And I was like, only God would have that kind of birthday party, right? <laughs> it's like mutually blessing of a, of a birthday. But... Before we go any further, I want to dismiss the kiddos. Kiddos, if you've noticed, there is cake in this room. However, there is better cake in your room. So if you follow the sign, <laughs> you can head on out to your own very important birthday party. Oof. In a church, I was thinking a couple of years ago in 2020, um, we were having church, and we were doing church live every Sunday, 
but in our, from our living room. How many of you remember? Okay. Bless you. Bless you. (laughs) And um, I remember that we were like, hey, it's going to be the birthday next week. (laughs) And I was like, guess I should get some balloons. (laughs) Now, so I sat there, I've told this story, on that Saturday before, just blowing up all of these balloons and making this birthday arch for people that I knew weren't coming. It was like getting prepared for a birthday that wasn't. And I will tell you what, God used that as such a lesson for me to remember for all of time that nothing else matters except the people in the room. When he has something to celebrate, he doesn't celebrate like a thing. He celebrates us. He celebrates what he's done through us, like how that's testified to somebody else through us. In other words, it's the people that he's celebrating. And I've always remembered that ever since I that, 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 it was like, happy birthday, dear Connect Church. There's like no one singing with you. I was like, I will never forget this moment because there is something to be said about today, hearing your voices sing in worship and laugh and enjoy that, you know, silence I thought for then. I was like, I guess this is forever. 2020. I guess this, I guess I'll be blowing up balloons for the rest of my life. And you know what? It's not. So if you're in something today, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from not the cheap seats. If you're in something today and you're like, well, this is forever. God's like, remember that time you were in a room by yourself blowing up balloons for people you know couldn't come? I was praying for you all week. I was praying. No, I'm sorry. The gentleman, you. Yep. Nope. You. Mm-hmm. I was praying for you all week. All week long, God had your face in front of me. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to see him or not, but he had you all over me. I just want you to know, like, that's the type of thing that God does, that he doesn't see a service that we're planning. He sees people that are coming to him. That's it. I'm sorry, I know I'm taking up extra time, but... It was really important to me and it was really important to our team that like today not be about everybody giving a testimony about Connect Church. That is of no interest to me. I want to hear what God is saying to you about you and your life because he is being allowed to be intimate with you. That's the rest of it shows itself in that. But I just want you to know that God remembers you. And that's a powerful thought with you, if you think about everything that's going on in the world. That he remembers you. That he puts you in front of people to pray for and to cover. And it's important that we all realize that he does that with us and he can do that with you as well. You could be on the receiving end of that. Or you can be on the one that's interceding for that. And I pray that this kind of day is the day that reminds us that in a birthday party, where we are celebrated and we are doing the celebrating, that that's all part of it too. Okay, thank you for the extra time. (laughs) All right, so I know there's cake. So as you can see, there's birthday cake and some waters that are available to you guys. So we're gonna do what you do normally in a birthday and we're gonna celebrate the birthday and have the birthday party in the service, not after the service. So the service is our party together. So. I want you to just head on over there, grab a piece of cake, grab a bottle of water if you would like, chit-chat, come sit back down.
and we're going to hear from some of you about what God has done in your lives this year. Go for it. Don't hold back. That's the way to eat birthday cake right there. I, <laughs> Jamie, I need your secret, dude. That's fantastic. George, <laughs> uh, the first will be last. The last will be first. It's great. It's fantastic. Thank you for the biblical lesson. I love it. You know, these days are um, always special because I'm at the age in my own life where you don't want to count birthdays anymore. Some of you know what I mean. Some of you will know what I mean. Some of you are like, I can't wait to my next birthday. You ain't my age. That's it. But what I've come to figure out is um, the older I get, the more that I stop during these times and reflect on how good even in the darkest hours, my life has been. And it's not because of my ability. It certainly isn't because of my intelligence. It's not because of how holy I am or because that falls so short. It really just gives me a moment to reflect and remember the goodness of God in the land of the living. Because our world can be so dark at times. Life can be so up and down. We can be so blinded by the circumstance that we forget sometimes to stop and remember, if my God did it before, my God will do it again. He is the same God. Different God? Is he different God? Is he, did, did he just love the apostles more than he loves you? Did he just love, did he, did he just love Noah or, or Abraham or Peter more than he loves us? No, he's the same God yesterday, today, and whatever we face tomorrow. 
And these days help me to remember that because um, I remember when this church didn't exist. I remember when I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I remember when I was trying to find my own way to happiness and falling so short time and time again, although I had accolades and success and what everyone else in the world would want, I had. And at the end of it all, I was empty as that bottle is going to be after you get done drinking it. Because there's nothing we can do that can fill our own lives. Because you were designed to be a vessel for Jesus Christ. Today is going to be just an amazingly different service. As it is, because I don't know about you, but I grew up in and out of church, and I never got to eat cake in church. Like when, I, when, I had, when we had cake, it was always in, now I'm going to tell myself, the fellowship hall, right? You may have called it the agape center, the, the whatever, the, 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 the kitchen area. No, we never had it in service. And, I, and we were like, we're going to just eat it in service. And people were like, yeah, but we got nice chairs. I am or whatever. I trust you. No, right? I, like when you have people at your house, you, you, don't, you don't send them to the kids' room to give them cake this is the family room you hear me say every week church is not about a Sunday morning event it's about learning to live life well together this is living together so welcome to church maybe that's different maybe to welcome to church that's maybe different but it's not different to be culturally cool it's different so that we can keep Jesus in the center of it all now that's what you're gonna hear today we just asked some people to come and share their testimonies, their stories about who God has been in this journey while they've been here. And the, the, the reason that it's important for us to hear testimonies, I think, during this time is because a lot of times we can hear good sermons, we can be inspired, we can be challenged, we can know what the Word says, but sometimes we can feel all alone or that it's not really for us or how can it actually work or will it ever actually work in our lives. And sometimes it's great to hear stories from men and women who are actually walk that walk and are seeing Jesus move in their life, the ups, the downs, come on, the mountains and the valleys. He's faithful God. The Bible says in Revelation 12, 11, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. That's already done. And the word of the testimony. Today, don't just hear good stories. Try to take a moment to find yourself in the middle of it. Find yourself in the middle of the testimony that God is speaking to you today through the mouth of these amazing people. And just when, look, I, let me just say this in the natural. It's hard to get up here on the stage when you don't do this normally, it's hard. So when I invite the people to come and share their story, cheer like it's their birthday. Right? <laughs> like give them a, the, like, like when the Eagles run out on the field, I know even at home, Jamie Scott is not like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Same thing here. All right? So look, uh, our, we're going to have a, a bunch of testimonies today. We're going to hear from God through the lips of his people. We're gonna, what are we going to do? Hear from God through the lips of his people. So will you welcome with me Keith and Mary Carpenter, who are coming up right now. We love those guys. Now he's going to give you the mic. These guys are amazing men, a woman of God. They're incredible parents. They serve in kids. They help out at TKC. They're just awesome. They got you. They'll cover you. Woo! Come on. 
I can't wait. I leaned over and told him, you're first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, I wanted to share with you the Lord put on my heart about fear, mm. and um, I just shared a scripture um, in, in Psalm thirty-four, four. It says, "I cried out to the Lord, and He delivered me. He heard me." There's one fear. And he delivered me from all my fears. And for so long, I was gripped by all kinds of fears. But I think the greatest fear I had was that God didn't hear me wow. when I called him. And so, over the years that we've been here, the Lord has taught me that he hears, not only hears me, but what Katie was saying today, and that song this morning was that, He's a victor over us. He loves us. He delivers us. He delights us. You know, he's always faithful. It melts away your fear. And then you can cry out to God in the middle of it. Because it's not that we won't be afraid of situations. We will. But we can cry out to the one that we know will hear us and deliver us from all our fears. So there's nothing that we will face, that we have faced a lot as parents and as a couple that um, God has been faithful to deliver us every time. So good. Yeah, so good. So I, I, I don't trust myself to remember what I'm gonna say, so the spirit of Dory uh, comes upon me. <laughs> so I wrote a note, <laughs> so I hope that's okay, but looking back and reflecting on not, not just this past year, but just the various seasons of our life, and we've been through many seasons together as a couple. This year we'll be 27 years married. And when we when we add up all these seasons, and I've come to these conclusions. One, God is faithful. Two, God is intentional with each step and season of our lives, even when, we, when they don't make sense. And the third is that God has proven that he can do anything, absolutely anything, even with little. The last few years have been incredibly challenging for our family and for me, but, but God. We've seen God's hand of provision when the well has been dry more times than I can count. We've seen his mighty hand of peace in the middle of our storms. We've seen his hand of protection. He's subtracted some jobs. He's even subtracted some relationships, but in exchange, he's given us a family. And even though there are seasons when we are squeezed and stretched and defined by what isn't happening, who isn't there, or what we don't have, God always gives us above and beyond what we need to be victorious, and that is our testimony. You talk about boy math and girl math, that's Jesus math. 
And I'll end with this. If you trust him, my prayer for you today is that God would place you in a spacious place because he's doing it for us every single day. And I'll end with just one or two small verses that I found in Psalms. Psalm 18:19 says, he brought me out into a spacious place. Yes. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Yes. Psalm 31, 8 says, you have not given me into the hands of my enemy, but you have set my feet in a spacious place. Wow. And the last one is Psalm 18, 118.5. When hard pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. I'm thankful for Connect Church, which has been a spacious place to rest, to grow, and to allow room for others in our life. Wow. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Woo! Yes. Oh, may that prayer be upon you. Uh, we pray spacious. May, may the tent pegs be stretched and widened in the name of Jesus. Extend the tent pegs, God, of people's lives as Mary just prayed. Wide open spaces in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What a great word. What a great encouragement. I'm so excited to uh, ask my friend Jamie Scott to come on up and share with us today. Jamie and Kara are amazing parents. They, they serve in kids. Uh, they, they do TKC. Jamie, you know, this is so cool. I'm going to tell you. They're so, they, they're, they're, they're such, I think they're awesome parents. Um, they, 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 I, I can't, uh, they, Santa provided a uh, food truck for your kids. Because you, at Christmas, that's so cool. I mean, like a miniature food truck that they get. Raise them up, baby. I love it. Come on, give Jamie a hand. Oh,
Good. So good, buddy. Can you give that the line? Thanks, baby. Oh! Wow. Jamie, let me just say this. Um, uh, seven's an amazing number because it's the number of completion. And I, and I just want to say something. I think uh, there, I was so excited for you to stand up here today because I know what it took. And I don't mean just what it took for an introvert, right? Because I live with one too. Um, but I know what it took the journey to you to get to this place. And I want to thank you for being willing to take that journey. Because I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God has a calling on your life to continue to be a champion, a champion, a champion for young people, a champion as a dad, a champion in the marketplace. Like this is the kingdom cause and there's nothing else. And I'm so thank you. Thank you for being a great dad. And I know you need all that fruit of the spirit because you got three boys, right? That's we'll pray for every parent we got. But buddy, thank you so much. Hey, will you guys stand with us one more time? We're just going to continue to worship as we hear testimony. We're going to worship God back. We're going to thank him back. Well, you don't want to get lay, laying hands quickly and often. Is it? Okay. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Church, let's continue to declare that he is more than able to do above and abundantly more than we could have ever believed or have seen before we ever met Jesus and witnessed his power, providence, and love for ourselves. You are able, you are good, and you are willing, God. We thank you for that. When did I start to forget all of the great things you did when did i throw away faith for the impossible how did i start to believe that you weren't sufficient for me why do i talk myself out of sea miracles you are more than able always have been always will be Lord you are more than able you are more than able Oh! 
trust in the one who still does miracles. You do miracles. You are more than able. Every day, everywhere, Lord, you are
In this room. 
I love that it's not about just faith in the room for what he can do for me. It's what can he do through us into this amazing world around us. Wow, what a great, thank you for praying that prayer with us. Thank you. Thank you. What your words just said are powerful and they're ringing through heaven. God, you're not done with me yet. God, you're good. God, I trust you. God, you can do the impossible. Thank you for praying that. The Bible says we're two touch anything in agreement. Worship is not, are you hearing me say it all the time? Worship is prayer to a beat. Oh, I don't know how many times we pray in church. I don't know. We've been singing. We've been praying. We've been, woo. All right. Well, while you're standing, give a great welcome to Tom and Krista Cassidy as they're coming up now. Come on up, guys. These guys are amazing. Tom, Tom does production, and Krista works with, with the kids, and just they're amazing what they're doing. By the way, the video that you watched last week um, of, of our salvation video uh, is uh, all about having a conversation with Jesus. Tom put that together. Um, love these guys. They're definitely not Eagles fans. We have no Eagles fans here. The last two have been fanatically Eagles fans. I love that. It's how you get on stage here. You have to be an Eagles fan. It's good. So you want to go first? Go ahead, babe. <laughs> I, this is worse than back to school night for me. So when I joined Connect Church, I don't think, I don't do microphones. When I joined Connect, I don't think that I was prepared for the way that God was going to talk to me and through me and the different situations that he was going to put in front of me. Whether it's being in kids and watching the kids find the love and joy of Jesus and saying the worships or learning how to really speak to God and to pray with and over others in shoulder to shoulder. I told you don't do microphones. Or the people that he has put in my life these past few years, the conversations that I've been able to have and just seeing him work in every day. Um, I don't think that I thought that that's where it was going to be when I walked through the doors this first time. Um, he has definitely helped us through some really hard times. And he has taught us patience over and over again and showing us that it's not on our time, it's on his time. Um, and that when you're patient and stay through it, that his blessings will be even more so than you could even dream up in your head. That's awesome. I do feel like that patience bit was about me, but it's fine. So for those who don't know me, I grew up in church, but I didn't really grow up. I grew up in a different kind of church. Um, it was a Sunday church. We went and I had Sunday friends for an hour. I would see the same Sunday people for an hour. And then those same Sunday people, we would wave and I wouldn't know any of their names. And they, uh, they went on their week. So I felt like I had no personal relationship with Jesus. I had a relationship because I believed in him, but I didn't really know him. So five years ago, I decided to sneak in the back and try not to let anybody know that I was coming in here. And where's my guy Dan? Is Dan here? Because Dan Maurer did not let me come through the doors without being like, hey, and give me a hug and say welcome, because he knew that I was new. Um, and I felt seen by somebody in a church for the first time in my life. I was 35 at that point. So I didn't really want to get involved, but on the way out the door, I guess I started to, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll sign up and I'll just start talking with people. And um, eventually, I guess TKC started. We had different events that I was like volunteer for. And before I knew it, I was intertwined with these people <laughs> that were not just Sunday people anymore. These are everyday people. And what they've done is um, it helped me get connected with some of the best people in my life that I know they are the living being 
spot of God and Jesus on the world here that I need in different points. You can feel it. Um, there's a way, and like, I mean, the, what, the stuff that he has in store for, you know, for my wife and for I, some of the people here, they, uh, they've really impacted the way that we look, and they are a great example as far as how we live this thing out. And um, you're always like one step ahead of us. So you provide examples, and um, Jesus is not just for Sundays. And in the last five years, we've been through a lot, some of the most trying times of my life, but it's been some of the most comforting times in those hardships. We've been through engagements. We've been through death. We've been through marriage, job uncertainty, lockdowns. Without the relationships that we've forged through these doors, I don't know if we would have the same relationship that we have with Jesus right now. So when, uh, you know, <laughs> through, this is completely um, unexpected from when we came through, but we're so thankful to be a part of what God is doing here and can't wait to be part of it with all of you. And we love you guys. So thank you. So, Dr. My mic. So, so thank you, guys. You know, what's, uh, one of the things that Tom just said that's so important is, uh, I don't know about you, but I had Sunday friends, and uh, I know what it's like to wave at people and have them go out. And look, if, if this is your first or second time here, it's okay. We're, like, we're not asking you to jump in the deep end, right? But what Tom said is so important. The Bible says that you cannot do life alone. You were designed for relationships. And in this world where we have virtual relationships, it's not the same. We need one another. And that's what doing life means. Being a part of, I know for him, being a part of uh, our men's discipleship groups. And that's part of the, the relationships that he built with men who are going to be like, he could be real with, and they're going to call him up, and they're going to go golfing, but they're also going to talk about Jesus. And when they're going through stuff, they're going to pray. And when they're, going to, when they, when they're facing trial, they're going to stand together. That's why we can't do this thing alone. We need one another. So God, thank you so much for, for saying that. It was uh, so good. Well, I, one, of my, one of my favorite people, Dr. Anissa Rossell. Come on, can you come up here real quick? Come on. She is absolutely amazing. She has been a kingdom champion for us serving at TKC. She's been such an amazing, she has such a compassionate heart for people. You are awesome. We're so glad. Thank Go ahead, girl. Go, go. I'm going to not steal your time. Come on. Good morning, church. So thank the Lord that I'm here. And everything I say on this stage is to glorify the Lord. Yes. Nothing of me. Seriously, nothing of me. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So I joined Connect Church back in 2013. And it has been a journey of maturity, of going deep, and being a disciple. So this morning I want to share with you a testimony of my life, something God did for me, and amazing. When I finished residency, uh, I got my first job as a pediatrician uh, in the city of Camden. I serve the underserved, and I love it. And um, been doing it for 15 years. And in late 2018, 2019, I started to feel like I wasn't being fulfilled anymore by seeing my patients, and I didn't understand why. I love doing what I do. And so God was storing something in me. And in summer of 2019, out of the blue, a pediatrician who owns his own practice, who's a Christian, approached me. And he said, Anisha, hey, I got a reference and I think that you will be great for my practice. 
So he was offering me a job in a different city, a different town, a Christian pediatrician, and he was offering significantly more money than what I was making at the time. And I felt like, oh my gosh, is this the opportunity that why am I feeling so stirred up? Why am I feeling like I'm not being fulfilled here where I am? So I prayed about it and I prayed about it and I asked God to cover this because I wasn't sure. And the pediatrician, the owner of that practice brought me to his office and it was like what I thought was my dream job. I walked into that office and there are scripture verses on the wall, you know, about children and the unborn and I loved it. I was like, this is, this is it. So I'm before the Lord and I'm asking Holy Spirit to guide me. And this took months, right, for me to just really understand what God wanted for me because I wasn't being fulfilled where I was. And after much searching and listening to Holy Spirit, I called the owner of that practice and I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to take it. And after that, I'm going to be real with you guys, I was mad at God. Like, wait, what? See, more money, <laughs> a Christian pediatrician, the things that I wanted, what I thought I wanted, and God was like, no. So, it's October 2019, and I'm thinking, why? So he told me to stay where I am. When I stayed where I was, it didn't get better, right? I'm still not fulfilled, I'm still staying. And I was like, why am I staying? I knew why, because Holy Spirit told me to stay. But in the natural, I didn't feel it, not at all. And months go by, March 2020 comes around. The world is in craziness, chaos, pandemic. A couple of weeks later, I then learn that a lot of private pediatricians, doctors, all of them are being furloughed and laid off. Like, what is that? That never happened. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I see. But I'm still not fulfilled. I'm still like, wait, what? So then I realized that I'm getting burnt out from clinical medicine, and I'm realizing I want something more than that. So where I am, there's a position that opens up for a lead pediatrician, where I am. So that would mean less clinical, more admin. And at the time, my partner, who was my partner for about 15 years, whom I love like a brother, uh, he was going to ascend to the role of the medical director. So the medical director oversees the entire organization. I was interested in being the lead pediatrician of that pod, that one area. So that was in April-ish, something like that. So then in May of 2020, my partner that I've done life with in pediatrics for 15 plus years tells me that he's leaving. I'm devastated. I didn't understand. What do you mean you're leaving? So he got an opportunity to go to another practice and he's telling me this in May. My world seems like it's just going crazy. I'm like, wait, I understand why I didn't get the position with this other owner of the practice. I want this lead pedi pediatrician position. My partner, who I love dearly, 
is leaving, but I thought he was going to ascend to the medical directorship. So I'm like, okay, this is just not, my world is going crazy. So then maybe a month after that, he says to me, he says, Anisha, no, I'm not going to be the medical director, but I think you should be it. That was not on my radar at all. And I was like, what? He said, I think you should do it. And so I was like, okay, Lord, I need you to help me with this. And so months go by, he's preparing to leave. He put it in the ears of the administration, the previous administration who was there at the time about this. There's nothing, silence. No one's saying anything. No one from admin is coming to me, talking to me about this. So basically, almost a year later, I'm still in the same position that I was in, and I'm still not feeling fully fulfilled. But God, and God, in his beautiful, mighty way, moved and worked things out such that in December 2020, I became the medical director of the entire organization. Guys, couple of things to say. One, I had people praying with me through this. And those people are in this room. People are in this room. And they knew what I was going through and they knew the challenges that I was facing. And I'm going to have to say Pastors Irene and Ron spoke a word over me before this about having a scepter and about the book of Esther. And I remembered that. So this is doing life with people like Connect Church. And so I always have to say, guys, even though I thought that door was closed when the owner of the practice approached me, God knew he had something bigger and better than I could ever dream or imagine. So you have to know that when God closes a door, the answer is not no. The answer is I have something better for you. So be encouraged that Jesus is faithful with his promises, with his word. Everything, everything that I am is because of God. And I give all glory and honor and praise to my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Anisha. Wasn't that such a powerful testimony? Woo! It's always easy when you hear the end of the testimony, though, right? And you're not, like, in it. It's so much easier when you know the end, if we only could always know the end. But that was so powerful. It's also like when it's somebody else, like, yeah, that's you went through, yeah, yeah. three years, yeah, four yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Keep going through those years. Yeah. The, the beauty of the testimony is we all have one. The beauty in that is that we all get to share it. The devil deals in isolation. He doesn't want anyone talking about anything that's marginally good. Share your testimony. Share it when you're in the middle of it. I don't know what this is going to look like, but right now... When it's brought to light, 
It's no longer hidden. Thank you for everyone who's shared so far. I know we have a couple more testimonies. We want to take some time, church, to pray over certain areas in this house. Lisa and I, we're the kids and family pastors here, and we get to pray over our kid and youth. Amen. And we know, church, right, that how much we love our kids and our teens, our youth in this church and everywhere, but we also know that the enemy has a plan, right? We cannot be blind to it. We cannot be as Christians knowing the word, standing in this world, thinking, oh, everything's going to be fine. I'll just sit back and hope it'll all turn out fine for our kids. No, the enemy has a plan to keep them from the Lord. But yet, but yet, the Lord has a plan. Amen? The Lord has a plan because he dearly loves every single child every single teen and he has a mighty purpose for them amen but we need to stand together as a church we need to stand as a community and we need to not just sit back like we said but we need to pray we need to agree and not like in a oh god we hope that you help our kids no god has given us authority right church he has said in his word jesus said it time and time again i give you the authority so we come today not like god please help our kids maybe be okay no we're going to stand together in authority declaring over our kids and teens today that they are protected that god has good plans for them amen church so whether you want to sit whether you want to stand it's completely up to you but let's agree together let's do some warfare this morning amen church heavenly father we come together lord as a church as connect church today we come in agreement lord god we thank you for the authority that you have put in our hands not because of our goodness but because we come in the name the mighty name of jesus and so we stand in this place this morning. We bleed your blood over every single child, over every single baby, over every single teenager in this church. And we declare, we mark today as they belong to you, Lord. Enemy, stand back in the name of Jesus. We declare protection over them, whether they're on the streets playing, whether they're in school or at home. We pray to protection over them. Lord God, we pray for their hearts, Holy Spirit that you would show them Jesus, not religion, not how to be a good kid, but that you would show them who Jesus truly is, that you would give them a revelation knowledge of your love for them. And out of that love, they would hunger, hunger for you, run after you all the days of their lives, Lord God. May they know that they are warriors for you, Lord God, that you protect them, that you surround them as with a shield everywhere they go. Lord, we pray for the families, the families of these children, but not just the families. We pray for every single person in this church because we are family together for these kids. And so we pray for all of us that you would give us wisdom. Give us wisdom in knowing how to raise these children for you in this fallen world lord god give us wisdom in those difficult moments give us wisdom with everything that is happening lord god that we would not coddle them or shelter them so much lord that they can't be in the world but yet you would give them give us wisdom to help us 
lead them, Lord God, to be your lights in this world. So we give you all the praise and glory, Lord God, because you are the mighty one. You are more powerful than anything in this world, Lord God. So we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Thank you. You can take a seat. I don't know if it's like the Irish in me. I get a little like, you know, fired up. I think it's like, what do they say about the Irish? The, the fighting Irish, especially when it comes to kids. I have a couple of tears. But anyway, church, it's been such an amazing time celebrating this morning. And I, we just want to take a minute because we want you to know that we've been in meetings, pastoral meetings, discussing the birthday, the big 25th birthday, and they would probably not even necessarily want me to share this, but I want you to know that our senior pastors in every meeting have said, we want it to be about God. We don't want it to be about us. We don't even want it to be about the church. We could have easily had people come up and be like, church did this for me because I came to connect, right? But they have made it so clear. We want it to all go to the glory of Jesus. But as a pastoral team today, pastors Kyle and Danielle don't know that we're doing this, but we felt it remiss not to take a minute to honor our pastors because this, this does not come easily. 25 years, 25 years of faithfulness. Amen, church. In the good times when we're praising Jesus together. In the hard times when everything in the natural and spiritual is coming against them. And they're having to be on their knees for hours at home that no one sees. To stand in the gap for people in church and to intercede for this church. So Pastors Kyle and Pastors Danielle and Jake, I know what it's like to be... A PK. And let me tell you, it's not always easy to be a pastor's kid. You know that PK term, right? It is difficult. And it is difficult, I know, to see your parents go through things. I have watched it with my parents. People loving my parents. Then people talking about my parents. Then people loving my parents. Then people leaving them. It's hard as a PK to watch that and to still stand faithful for the Lord. And Jake, you've done that through these 25 years you still stand here and lead this church in worship so thank you for standing church let's give them one big round of applause for their faithfulness we love you guys amen 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 thank you church thank you so much pastor's Conde. Yeah, we just you. want to echo that I hope I can get through this. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> uh, we you, have bro. been here for 25 you, years, and I tell you, it's been a, it's been an honor. It's been a joy. If I can get through this, and I thank you all for coming today. We're so for, very grateful for all of your beautiful, beautiful faces and our team. We love our team so much. My son, I love my son. Helping me with a cake today, <laughs> cutting that cake. Um, so Ron and I, Pastor Ron and I, we have the joy this morning of praying for trusting God in every area of life, right, church? And boy, Amen. that's a big one, right? Just a show of hands, who has a need here that we can lift up? Wow, right? I think every hand is up, right? And in this turbulent <laughs> world, there's so many needs. 
And we get the honor of being God's children and climbing on his lap and coming to our Heavenly Father with our needs. And as Pastor Daniel echoed today, you're not just a hand. He sees you, as Pastor Daniel said. That little need, it's not little, right? He sees every single need and every single concern. And don't think that you leave here unnoticed because he notices you, he loves you, he watches over you, he has a plan for you and a destiny for you. Amen. Right? And together we're going to stand and pray. Yeah, and I love this scripture that says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So we're going to pray now. Irene's going to lead you, us. You don't have to first. stand. If you have a need and you want to stand for your need, and yes. you want to stand in the gap for someone else, by all means do, but you're welcome to sit as well. So, Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you. You tell us in your word to come boldly to that throne, to come boldly. So we come boldly to you, Father, today because you give us mercy and you give us grace in our time of need. And it is a great time of need in our world, Father. It is turbulent. There is so much going on politically, nationally. There's much going on in individual lives and individual hearts. And Father, you see every single need here. Nothing is insignificant. So Father, we lift up every need to you, Father. Need for provision in finances, in health, in in relationships, politically in our world. Every single thing, Father, we lift it up to you. And part of coming boldly to your throne is to come humbly. You said to humble yourself under your mighty hand and to cast every care to you, Lord, and every anxiety to you. We humble ourselves, Father. We can do nothing apart from you. We can do nothing. We are useless without you, Father. So we come to you very humbly, and we ask you to take every anxiety, to take every need that we have. We put that at your feet today, Father. We lay it all at your feet, and we thank you, Father, and help us to seek first your kingdom and its righteousness and everything, everything that we have concern of will be added unto you. So help us to run that race with endurance and to run it faithfully because you are worthy and you are capable, Father. We thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you that we, as we learn here in this house, we're an ecclesia. We're one body. We're people that are drawn together by you and by you alone, Lord. And we thank you that as we've learned how to become disciples of you, We understand that our steps are ordered by you, that you delight in your ways, Lord. So right now we humbly come before you and we seek your face, Lord, and we ask you what your ways are, Lord. And May we be put in the right direction of your ways, Lord. We trust in you, Lord. We place every ounce of trust in you. We place our hope in you, for there is no other hope that is greater than hope that is found in Jesus Christ who is raised again from the dead who died to save us from our sins and separate us from the sin and death Lord so we thank you Lord God and we know that all things work together for your good to those who love God so Lord right now we come before you we say we love you we thank you we trust you Lord God we know that you have good things prepared for us because you call us according to your purpose, Lord. So, Lord, make your purpose clear 
in our lives as individuals and as a body working together for your good we thank you that the apostle paul teaches us that there are people in this room that are hands that are feet that are heads that are mouths that are are, are spreading the gospel that could just share a hug share a love lord so we will reach out to our community we commit as one body to spread your love to spread your joy to spread your peace and we thank you for your grace and mercy over our lives and over our community and as I, pastor irene had prayed lord resource we thank you for resource. You resource your vision, Lord. So we pray for families here that resources would come in for the furtherance of your kingdom, Lord. We humbly come before you, Lord. And we thank you for your goodness and your loving kindness endures forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And thank you, church. You may be seated. Sorry for being so slow. It's an old football injury. <laughs> so. So Rick and I have been talking about the great need right now for the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read a couple of quick scriptures. Rick is going to pray over us to be open to the Holy Spirit and to understand how much we need him and we need his guidance and everything that he does. We need his presence. We need his gifts. We need his fruit because if we don't allow him to grow the fruit, his fruit in our lives, our tricky little souls are gonna grow some counterfeit or the enemy's gonna grow some opposite fruit. So we need him, we need him. So here are some scriptures. First of all, he's our advocate and our guide to truth. John 16 verses seven through 13 say, but I tell you the truth, and this is in the red, so this is Jesus talking. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper, the advocate, will not come to you but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, all truth. We need truth in this world today. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. That's part of the gifts of the spirit. The Holy Spirit is for all believers, not just certain people, all believers. Acts 11:15. Peter is speaking and he says, and as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as he did upon us at the beginning. Amazing, he didn't fall just on the Jewish nation, he fell on the Gentiles too. And then the Holy Spirit empowers us and he intercedes for us. Romans 8, 26, Paul says, in the same way the Spirit also helps our weaknesses for we don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You can stay right where you are. Never in my lifetime 
in our lifetime have we seen the world the way it is right now. If ever we needed power, comfort, guidance into the truth, it's all with him. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. One God, three persons. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, fall on us. We want to live in the fullness of your power, in the fullness of your gifts, in the fullness of your guidance, in the fullness of your compassion, in the fullness of your love, in the fullness of your wisdom, in the fullness of knowing what lies ahead. We thank you that we recognize the leaves on the fig tree. We thank you, Lord, that you are preparing us. And we ask right now for anybody in this room who hasn't experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fall on them. Yes. And for those of us who have experienced it, may we go deeper with you. And we thank you, Lord, for the gifts. We thank you for a prayer language that we may not understand, but it's the perfect prayer. You are praying through us, and we just thank you, and we want that, and we need that, and the world needs that, and the world needs to see that power and that love and that compassion. And we thank you that this gathering today, our weapons are not carnal. They're spiritual for pulling down these strongholds, and we need that, and the world needs to see that. And we thank you, and we praise you. We believe, and we call those things that be not as though they are right now. We recognize your power. We recognize your personage. We recognize the good things that are going to flow out of this celebration today. And it is in Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you, and we expect, and we are grateful for, the, for what we're going to get. And we just are joyous right now that we can live in this fullness. Amen. That's me. Dave, can you come up? Um, it's always so much easier to play when there's a piano, or talk when there's a piano playing behind you. Um, I don't think she wants it. Do you want a microphone? She's got <laughs> uh, My name's John. This is my wife, Liz, one of the pastors here at the church. And I want to say a couple things real quick before, before we pray. We're going to be praying for a heart burning for God. And I had something prepared, and as through the course of the day, I just kept hearing kind of a theme, and it wasn't necessarily about, like, a heart, you know, I grew up in the 90s, in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, where we talked a lot about hearts on fire for God, and we talked about it as this, like, burning passion fire thing, like, I went to the, the choir, the fire, anybody else, a choir, the fire event over in Philly, and I was like, oh, but I was thinking about that also in a separate way today. There is a fire, there's a purification that happens with the fire that burns. And I think that if we look in the world around us, God is purifying Christians right now. There's a purification that's happening to our walk. There's a purification that's happening to our faith. There's a purification that's happening in the way that we approach him. There, there is a necessary purification because if my prayer sounds the way it did 25 years ago, I'm doing something wrong. If my prayer sounds like, God, I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this, 
I'm doing it wrong. There's nothing, the, the word says, he says, make your request known to me. But my requests need to shift. My requests need to not just be centered on me. My requests need to, every, everyone has talked about what the world around us looks like right now. My requests need to be purified. My heart needs to be purified by that fire, by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Because my prayer needs to be bigger than me. My prayer needs to be about the world around. My prayer needs to be about those who are in need, who are hurting, who are in the middle of a war zone, who don't know if they're going to have clean water that night, who don't know if they're going to be warm enough to be able to sleep. Oh, and he still sees us, by the way. He still sees, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But my prayer needs to be not just about me. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand because this isn't about us standing here and praying moment. You've heard the whole team say that the whole course of the day. This is about us approaching God. So I want to pray. We want to pray over that. We want to pray over our hearts for the purification that's happening that God is doing. God, we thank you. We thank you for the way that you are purifying, for what you are doing, for what you are speaking, for how you are shifting, for the fire that is burning inside of each and every one of us. Holy Spirit, come and burn through our hearts, burn through our lives, burn through us. Sort away the dross that the gold would be purified in the midst of the fire. Holy Spirit, come and move and have your way and do what only you can do. We can't turn that dross out on our own. We need your power. We need your fire. We need your wisdom. We need your love to burn deeper and deeper and deeper inside of each and every one of us. God, let our prayers change. Let our hearts shift. Let our focus be more towards you, God. What, where are you asking me to intercede? What does that fire interceding for others look like? Instead of just focused on me, instead of just being about me, God, let me see others. Let me see the lives of those around the way that you need me to see the way that you need us to see the lives of those around us holy spirit come and move jesus thank you for your blood your blood that brings that purification your holy blood burn it all away till all that remains is you till all that remains is you till all that remains is you spirit of god Come, Holy Spirit. Like a fresh fire, like a rushing wind, stir, fan that yes. flame. Yes, mm. God, the things that we don't think can move in our lives, whether because we've held on to them too tightly or because we think that they're too big, we invite you right now into that space, into that place, into those hidden depths. Burn and purify. Thank you, Jesus. Holy God, come. Jesus, Breathe on us in the way that we read of old in Acts. The fire and wind. Come and do it again.
Let this be a marking day in the life of our church. Yes. Let this be a marking day in the lives of us as individuals, of us corporately. Hey guys, can, just a few more moments. Are you good? Yeah. Just be seated for a few more moments. Um, I know we have scheduled two more testimonies. Um, and just, I just want to get to them. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I just, I don't, I know church is longer than what it normally is right now. But see, what we just prayed is powerful. And there's still something left to be done. So, Sean, can you just come up real quick? Give Sean a hand as he's coming. And I love Sean Brown. He's an amazing man, a parent. Works with our youth. Just does amazing things. And mm. I, uh, I told my wife that I didn't want to cry. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with, because I, I don't know any other way to do it. When my, my wife and I and our family, before we got here, we weren't even going to church together. And we knew that if we couldn't come together in this, we weren't going to make it. I'm closing my eyes because if I see you, I'm going. <laughs> so, You're good, bro. Um, and we prayed. And we said, Lord, have your way. We need you to lead us and to guide us where you would have us to be. Because we're not going to be able to do this without you. We can't. And we went to a few places that were close to what we were used to. <laughs> and then somebody said, what about that Connect Church in Cherry Hill? And we came one Sunday. We came. And then we came again. And I'll never forget it. It was the second Sunday that we had came. And then we had already felt the Holy Spirit moving even that first Sunday. But that second Sunday, Pastor Kyle then went forth. And my, my wife and I, we looked at each other. That's my better half, y'all. <laughs> that's, the, that's the apple of my eye and we looked at each other and I opened my eyes and um, we said we're home wow. we said we're home and when you don't have a home and you've been searching when you finally have that place it means so much 
you never want to take it for granted again because you know that you're at a place where God has you. I have seen in this house our kids, two to three, get baptized. Yes. I have seen where my wife has been on, been on the edge of death and that this whole church has gone into prayer for my family. Come on. This week, this whole week, because we haven't we have been here the last two weeks. Yeah. Because of different things that have been happening. My wife got a, a, a boot on her foot. And I spoke to Pastor Kevin. He called me. And I didn't get you. I called him right back. And the first thing that I said, I said, we're alive. We're alive. Yeah. And with that, we can give the devil a black eye. Yeah. 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 We can yeah. Come. yeah. 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 We're alive. And all this week has just been family. And not the family that's as far as the Browns. I'm talking about all of y'all. I'm yes. talking about Pastor Colin, yeah. Pastor Danielle, yeah. and Pastor Kevin, and Pastor. Uh, just all of y'all. All of y'all yeah. that have been here with us. So I guess what I can say is, y'all family. I remember a, a, a ministry gift had told me a long time, she's no longer with us, and she had said, when you ask for ice cream, God will give you an ice cream truck. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Woo! Exceedingly abundantly. Above. More than you can think, ask, yeah. or, or imagine. Woo! So I'm so thankful. Wow. Good work, Sean. Love it, buddy. Thanks, brother. Love you, man. Oh, come on. I guess so. <laughs> I'll tell you, I love you too, buddy. Oh. The Bible says God will bring the lonely and the fatherless into families. Into families. doesn't matter where you've been or the journey you're on. He brings you into family. I'm going to ask you to turn your attention to the screen for a moment because this woman has been part of our family for a long time. Because of circumstances, situations, she's part, mainly, most often, most Sundays, part of our uh, on-campus family. And uh, so, listen to Dana's testimony. Good morning, church. Happy birthday. Woo! Love you, Dana. On most Sundays, I join you for worship virtually. Uh, sometimes I get to visit in person, and that's always a treat. Um, I also really appreciate my shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder group. I love the women and love that we get to share life together, and I'm really grateful for community. Um, today, I get to celebrate God's love and faithfulness with you. Um, in this season of my life at Connect Church, um, God has been inviting me to live a life fully convinced. And, uh, you know, I'm in a season of life where um, I am facing some challenges uh, with those challenges. When I'm connected to pain and suffering and uncertainty, there are moments where I'm tempted to doubt that God loves me uh, and that God is for me. But he has really been encouraging me um, through the word uh, that 
he does love me and he is for me. And I'm reminded of the words um, that the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8, 39. He says, for nothing in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so God has been encouraging me, Dana, you have to keep Jesus in front of your face. Yes. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, I have the opportunity to keep my eyes on Jesus. Okay, God, you love me. As I'm going throughout the day, and it could be good, bad, somewhere in between, I have the opportunity to remember Jesus. Okay, God, you love me. At the end of the day, I'm getting ready to put my head on the pillow. Thinking about the day, and it could be anywhere from good, bad, in between. Remembering Jesus. Okay, God, you love me. So despite any kind of pain and suffering, despite uncertainty, despite life not looking the way I thought it would, um, God is inviting me to live a life fully convinced and to continually keep my eyes on Jesus. Wow. Good word, Dana. And Dana, it's great to have you in the house today, too. Thank you for making the trip, babe. So thankful. Hey, I just want to close today. I, I hope that you found yourself encouraged with the testimonies of people because it, just like um, the testimony of Jesus was paid with blood, so much of the testimony that you heard is paid with blood, sweat, tears, pain, um, but all of it is based in faith. Um, before we close today, I just want to Thank you. Quarter of a century, you've been faithful. Mountaintops and valleys low. In the middle of the brightest days and in the darkest hours of the night. Rug burns on your knees, crying out for people that will never be seen. And so thank you. Danielle, thank you. Thank you. I remember the journey didn't start 25 years ago for us. It started after, it was, one, uh, one, uh, I don't know, one of our first couple of dates. And we were sitting in front of my house in my car. And we just started talking about what it would be like to plant a church that would just be different than what we grew up. That would be based in the grace of God and the love of God and not the fear of God. What would it be like to teach people about faith and not fear and about Jesus and not religion and what it would be like to be free and not be a slave to the expectations and the religion of past. This church wasn't birthed for us 25 years ago. This, birth, this church was birthed on our second or third date. Jake, <laughs> well done, my good and faithful son. But Lisa said it's true. No one will ever know the things you've seen, the tears you've cried, the friends you've lost, the stances you've taken, and yet still to be able to stand in here and with all heart to the king, because see, you know, you see him on a Sunday morning sing praise. I hear him on a Tuesday. I, I see him with a friend on a Wednesday night. 
crying out to God. So I don't know, look, where you are, but I know that my king is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Peshran Irene, they were here from day one. First Sunday, they have given and sown in blood and money and time and treasure and talents and hours in the middle of the night. Pastor John, he came as a young kid. I mean, a kid. He has not only been in every ministry, he's run every ministry at some point in time. But you want to talk about a faithful man? He's not here because he's my brother. In law, he's here because he's been faithful to the king in this house. To Pastor Rick and Kathy, thank you for having him. That's awesome. More than that, thank you for being spiritual parents to this house. Pastor Rick, you are more of a spiritual father to countless people. I mean, we don't, we can't, we won't know this side of heaven. How many? Kevin and Lisa. Lisa left her country to come serve your kids. Kevin walked in here on a Christmas Eve Eve service and never left. Off the streets of Camden, uncertain about his future, walked in this door, gave his life to Jesus. So whether you're from Ireland, coming to Camden to serve kids, or from Camden, rising up through it, Jesus is the answer. to end with this I I've been encouraging the men in our discipleship groups we have men and women discipleship groups you can check them out go to the QR code that's all over here find out all about church I've been encouraging in this one verse Acts 13 36 the Bible says David served his generation and then he went home to be with Jesus then he fell then he fell asleep he served his generation I believe that's a call. As we end one uh, season of 25 years and head into the next 25 years, uh, it doesn't matter what generation you were born into, baby boomer, Gen X, Gen Z, millennial, whatever they're calling this one and the next one. It's not, you were born into this spiritual generation. There's a generation we get to serve together. David served his generation individually, but David served his generation communally. It was the kingdom of David. It was the kingdom of David. It was the kingdom of David that, that, over, uh, that saw the enemy defeated, that saw the kingdom of God advance, that saw the line of the Messiah come through it to have a place to call his home, to die on that cross, on that hill that was in the city of David. place you we have a place in this generation we are not here by accident or by chance we are here to stand in this generation to serve the king in this generation to make his name famous to actually love people the way he loves them to open up arms no matter what side of the aisle they may be on it doesn't matter who they vote for it matters who they follow and his name's Jesus What you heard today is men and women who've encountered the love of Jesus in such a real way that they said, Lord, I may not be perfect, but I'm all in. Your pastors are not perfect, but I'm here to tell you we're all in. We're not all in to make sure that Connect is a great church and Connect's name is famous and that we're on TV 
None of that. We've done all that. We are here. We are here to make Jesus' name famous. All in. All in. All in. David served a generation. While we're still breathing on this side of the veil, we're serving a generation. We're going to feed them. We're going to love on them. We're going to hug them. We're going to tell them they're seen and valued and loved. We're going to raise them up so they have a prophetic voice in the world. So that the lies of the devil bounce off and 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 the praise of our king flows from their mouth. So if that's what you want to be about, that's where we are. Thank you for being a part of his story. What you heard today is not Connect's story. It's the story of Jesus' goodness and his faithfulness in the land of the living. So can you guys just stand with me really quickly? I'm going to pray. We're going to go today. Thank you for giving us extra time. Thank you for giving us extra leeway today. Thank you for having cake in church and not spilling it all over. Um, I want to say one thing as we close. We're going to entrust the offering to you as well. The offering is as big a beautiful part of our celebration as anything else. And you'll see that there are envelopes around you. There's a QR code on the screens that you can follow and you can give that way. There are kiosks that are both doors where you can give. And I pray that you would consider that moment holy because it is as holy as it is to, for us to give ear to what we did today, which was God's voice through people, the same amount of holiness goes to giving back to him. So I wanna remind you of that. And I also wanna tell you about um, that we have our food truck, our Thy Kingdom Crumb food truck ready for you outside to bless you, to feed you, to celebrate you. Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Hallelujah. And so grab some, enjoy, say happy birthday to a couple people, but there's one last thing I want to say. We talked about our great team and so many that make this place possible. And we will be almost one year without Sharon, who this was the house that built her and this is the house she built. And It was the greatest honor of my life to love her. She was easy to love. She was easy to serve alongside. Truth. She is very easy to miss. But her legacy is what you stand in the middle of. And she ran until God took her. And so we run. And so we run. And so we run. Yes. And I honor her today with you because someone's testimony never runs out. So when we talk today about we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and they love not their lives, even even as unto death, that was Sharon. Mm. And because of that, her testimony lives on on this platform today. Amen. And I'm so very grateful for her. No, go ahead and pray. You go. 
God, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. That celebration with you looks to the present, to the past, and to the future. I thank you that you have a way of encompassing it all and teaching us how to see you in all the parts, even the dark corners, when we thought we had been left on our own. I pray today, Father, that people have the supernatural capacity to lift their eyes, that they would look unto the hills from whence comes their help, and that they would remember you, and that they would hear the cheers of the people that have gone before them, cheering them on in the name of the Lord with the strength of the armies of Israel. And that we would not forget, Father, that we are surrounded by a legacy of people who have fought the good fight. And one day, God, we will be those who have fought the good fight and will cheer on another. So today, Father, I pray that we treat the race in which we find ourselves as holy, even if painful. That we would understand that the ground that we tread on, it belongs to you. And we are here to see fit that we tread upon it with honor. And I pray, God, that we would honor you for all of our days and then take us to be with you, Jesus. Let us leave nothing here but you. I thank you, Father, for this house. I thank you for 25 years. Yes that can feel like a million or one. But I thank you, God, through all of it. I've never known a moment of it without you. Yes. And I pray, Father, that that is what we take with us today, you, in your name. Amen. 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 God bless you, church. Happy birthday. Pick up some cheesesteaks. Enjoy. See you next week. See you at the 5K on Saturday.